Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning. The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today, uh, uh, we, we continue our, uh, our conversation um, of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you know what I think we should do is yeah, all of our episodes two. should be like this, where they're not like two-parters. They're like, like it's one ongoing th- storyline that's just like a conversation. Ooh, we'll have a season-long conversation. Yes. <laughs> About one thing. Hopefully we choose the right thing. No, um, so... Uh, so yeah, we're continuing from last week, uh, where we uh, we've gone over basically the plot of Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but uh, there's more to talk about. So I- instead of, instead of going through the plot, I would like to go character by character this time and just talk about what okay. we what what we thought because this is a movie about character, and I'm going to pair the characters up into couples. And the first couple I'm going to start with is Chris Pratt. Uh, is is Chris Pratt. And um and Kurt Russell as 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 ego, um, this relationship is so interesting. Oh God, yeah. Um, the search for your father, and to find out that your father is everything you could have wanted him to be, and then to find out that he's awful. Yeah. Um, is so personal for this film. Um, it's such a personal journey to have found um, that it it's it you hurt for him, and you can tell like it, at any point do you ever feel like ego is is good? Do you like is there ever any point where you're like yeah Kurt Russell's probably gonna turn out to be a good guy? Does that ever occur to you? No. Like you kind of know. Yeah, like, you kind of have the feeling from the get go that like. Just that things are too good to be true. Yeah. And you right. want to believe with Chris Pratt. Man, this, when they made the ball and they played catch. Oh, my God. I know. Like, I was crying. It was and so beautiful. And you're like, maybe like, this and is going to so be And what's so interesting okay. is there are levels there. Like, because when it's happening, like, it kind of starts as a comedic moment. And this is what I mean by, like, the, the movie knows its tone. Like, the first one and this one. Like, it just knows its tone really, really well. It's that they have this this comedic, you know, action-y thing going on. But like, there's this really strong beating heart at the center of it, and that is that scene is a really good example of it. Like, it kind of starts with this. It's kind of a funny thing, because he's made a ball of light and he's you know pleased with himself, and it's funny and it's haha. And then it becomes very gradually like they're they they're they're the way they shift from funny to heart is so subtle, is so well done that you like 
almost never see it coming and it gets you right in the feels before you've even had a chance to yeah. realize what they've done. It's so artful. And th- uh, and that's one of them, like where he winds up just like playing catch with his dad for the first time in his life. And it's like, oh, my God. Quill, but like meta it's you know with a with a, a orb of energy like because they're like gods <laughs> you know what i mean i would say that peter's evolution into a god is maybe the you know of the things that happen in this relationship it's the one that works the least well for me um yeah. uh it's not that it's bad it's not bad it's just you know i prefer them talking much more than i prefer peter in a trance you know you know, it's it's just like it that I feel like I've seen that before. Luckily, I feel like they make it personal at the end in an incredible. Oh, they way. do, and I don't think they do it for very long. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like mostly we've got conversation, conversation, and then there's like a like there's a moment of shift, and then he's you know learning about his godlike power, phenomenal godlike power, yeah. living space. Um, uh, and then and then almost as soon as that's happened, his father destroys it. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing is 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 if we go back to the spectacle part, I think that I didn't need for uh Ego's plan to be quite so huge. Um I feel like the fact that we had to cut back to Earth and the other planets and see it happening there had no emotional resonance for me at all. I was just like, "Oh, here's some big stuff that's happening." Really? And I think I would have been totally fine with He's going to have to, he's tired of being here. So he has to destroy the star system and all the people, you know, that we know, you know, that I disagree. I think it is. I think it is a much more emotionally engaging and important thing than if he's just self-destructing or something like I I think what the, because here's the thing I, because I think from a, from a character perspective, um, it gives it gives you a place to understand him as a character because it's I mean he's kind of I don't think you're meant to like really resonate with him a lot but I but I do think and I'm and I appreciated this that they didn't just make him like he's not just this I don't know just this villain that just wants to watch the world burn like he believes that this is his evolution that this is what he's meant to do and if you take a step back from it for a second and you look at it. Um, you can see parallels between what he thinks and the way that we as human beings behave just on this planet. Sure, I see that. And I think that I, that, I see, and to I, me, that matters. To me, maybe that's that makes the stakes for. higher. See, and for me, this every time they cut back to Earth, I was, I, I didn't want to ever be on Earth. I was just like, okay, yes, yes, a big CG blob is coming after these people we don't know. We got it. You know, it's, it's, you know, the, the. That we've <laughs> never heard people of people we don't know. Well, I don't know these people that are like human beings and have lives and that they matter. Yeah, but we like, don't know. But we don't know them because they're fictional I, human beings. And they have. I don't they, have they, to know them, and maybe that's the difference between you and I. Like I sort of intrinsically, like at the end of Rogue One, like all those people, like that got you know sort of just tissue papered through. All of them matter to me. Yeah, you but know they, what I mean. Yeah, and, and, this, that, and it added and this to one, the emotional context for me, and I think that the same was true for this. The fact and see, that this, this one you knew that all over the world, all over the galaxy, all over all the galaxies, really, like that this this one being is destroying everything for his own purpose. You're like, what the fuck, dude? That's not okay. Like you understand, why <laughs> dude? Have, that's not okay. Like that's not fine. But like, let's you talk- get why they have to do what they have to do. Like, why else? It's 
Well, let's let's talk about why else because the why else a bigger is- idea. You know what I mean? That like it's that that you as an individual are not, um, you, you know the what is it the, the needs of the the many outweigh the needs of the few. Sure. Y- you know, like it's absolutely that idea, and I'm not sure how else. I'm not sure what like it's weird to me that for you that is somehow less impactful emotionally. <laughs> like I find that very strange. Um, let's talk about what did work emotionally because it's the moment that you're talking about. Um, the moment where he says that he's responsible for killing Peter's mom. Um, and Peter just eyes go and he doesn't even talk. He just pulls out his guns and just starts shooting him. Yeah. There's just enough pause. There is just enough of a beat where it's like you, it's like you see that hit him like physically. It's like he throws an object at him and pierces Peter's heart. Yeah. And it's like, and then he just starts fucking shooting the guy. Like It's like, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, that seems about right. That That's, that is, that is the most memorable moment in the movie for me. Is that one moment? Or just it's like, a great moment. Sh- I think, my, I, I think the movie has my favorite line, which is a funny one. Which is what? Um, so spoilers, I'm going to ruin the, I mean, I, I may say it wrong. I may not get it exactly right. I'm going to ruin the, the the best line in my opinion in the film. was <laughs> like, he's like, I guess Peter gets accused of being messed up and he's like, of course I messed up. That's my dad. Like it was so <laughs> fucking funny. I just couldn't even stand it. And no, maybe I wanna- it's because like I come from a dysfunctional family and that's my dad. Um, I, I totally get, um, you know what I mean? Like, you know what? I love one of my favorite moments <laughs> my favorite. in the movie is between them. Uh, they do a good job of setting up their battle and they're both getting more and more and more and more powerful. And they had this one shot where the camera is like panning uh, from from left to right. And 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 it does this good job of building up the egos turned himself into a, a giant planet rock monster that's going to oh, yes, beat up yes, on the yes, big yes. on the big Peter rock monster and the cameras keeps panning and you see yes, the beginning of yes. the big Peter rock monster and you're ready for it to be Peter and <laughs> yes. it's Pac Man and it's Pac Man oh my god dude and when I saw you know what's so funny is when I saw that the moment I saw that I was like see pixels that's how you do that. Yeah, because like I saw that movie, too. And it was like I you were going for that level of nostalgia for your film. But because I, I just feel like they kind of went about it wrong for Pixels. It, and, and it I was wasn't like, that. Here's the it. thing. It wasn't that Pac-Man that it was Pac-Man. It yes, was it that. Was. It, it, well, it yes, was. But it, it was. But, it, but, they could, <laughs> but what Pixels did, they just showed you Pac-Man. This was the way the shot was composed. You thought you were about to see big giant rock monster Peter. Like they, they, the oh, way the show yeah. was happening, sure. they really led you to think that you saw that that's, ego, how, that's how this battle, this that, battle was this escalating. Is, sure, and and that's that that's a well delivered joke. That it's like you think it's one thing. Nope, it says um, it's it's so good. It's so funny. It's so all the things. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like that's that they're t- they're so good totally in the film where they're because well, we've been. Do you when like Kurt Russell? It, when we get movie? to that moment, we've been seeing a lot of fighting happening for a long time. How and did uh, how did uh, Kurt Russell do for you in this film? How did what Kurt Russell do for you? I fucking loved him. Yeah, I adored him. I mean, I've always adored Kurt Russell, so there's that. Um, and so perhaps I'm biased. I was just so, so happy. Fucking to see him. effortless, isn't it? Like he just like God, like, I know. Like, doesn't even just, ever see. He never seems like he's trying. He's no. just like like and he's just always he's always just that guy. You know, I've and you so him. rarely seen him as a bad guy too. 
I know, I know, and that was heartbreaking actually a bit. That was kind of tough to see. But here's the thing: I I think he's great as a bad guy because what Kurt Russell always is, except for maybe a Snake Plissken, is with every other role I've ever seen him play, he's casual. He's yeah. like he's like always that guy from Overboard. He's just yes, casual. And he's so and he's so and he, he's so likable. He's li- he's likable, but he's just like he's likable because he just kind of doesn't give much of a shit. He's like, yeah, everything's cool. So like, to have him go, hey, yeah, everything's cool. I'm just destroying everything, and I I just gave you. Yeah, like answer. there's something about that that really really it's works. Like, like it make, it, it's a really inspired choice. It's suddenly it's choice. suddenly a sociopathy that he's yes. doing that. It's so exactly. It's, it's so, it makes so it so good. much better. That, and that's what I mean. Like because it would have been very easy and and typical and understandable to kind of to to find you know your sort of prototypical bad guy for the role and just make it like you know the bad guy who's like chewing up the scene and being evil and and it's interesting and this is such a good example of how how much more effective it is when you don't do that yeah you know when no, you've got yeah. this person that like really is the opposite of that and believes they're that they're doing the right thing somehow and it's just it's cool man don't you i mean i'm a god like they don't really matter it's like you know, um, the marvel universe no. has had a real has had a real problem with villains the marvel universe has not done great with villains I mean, Loki's a pretty good villain. Loki's great, but yeah, but that but he's got he's not usually the main villain. He's usually kind of in cahoots well, with somebody. Or he whatever. is in the Avengers. He is the main villain villain in the Avengers. He is, and that's why I like the Avengers so much. So, so, and, but and if it's you largely go, because of interactions between him and individuals in that. They've movie always had great work. actors. They've had great actors doing it. You know, they have Jeff Bridges in the first Iron Man, um, who he's a great actor, but Obadiah mm-hmm. Stane's not a great bad guy. You know, you go through you guy you you have you know fucking uh what's his name in iron man 2 who i don't even care you know iron man 3 you know not great thor uh thor the the who was even loki wasn't the main villain in thor who was the main like no i guess it was it kind of was loki but like they there was a big it was the thing. ice king or the ice frost giant sort of maybe i'm not sure or it was like, really his dad it was i feel like the first movie was like his dad putting him through a trial yeah, I, so it wasn't really but the, there you, but per se. What, there, there you go. It shows kind of what not a good villain is. You know, the Red Skull was not pulled off that well. No. Ultron, Ultron was interesting. Ultron, Ultron was interesting. interesting. I, I will see that. Ultron was interesting, and uh, and the reveal of Hydra was interesting. Winter Soldier, I think that one's really good. A uh, Winter Soldier uh, as a film is just really, really yeah. good. Like um, it's- Civil War, the bad guy in that Baron Zemo. Is so forgettable. You forget that. Oh yeah, I was there was. Say, a I don't villain. even know who the bad guy is. There, like, there, oh, like, there was that guy who sort of made all that happen, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah I'm just thinking of them fighting each other. Like, yeah, that's, that's what that movie's about to me. Like, you know, I have no idea what you're even talking about. Villain? There yeah, was a villain the, in that movie. Yeah, you know, the, the, the it was just a big floating, a big floating head in Doctor Strange. It was, you know, it was the the evil company in in Ant Man. It was like so, like like. I would yeah, put like this- Loki's really the only interesting one, and again, why is he interesting? Because he's not, because it's not like he's just some overlording bad guy. Yeah, I'm the bad guy. He's an, he has a like you can kind of understand him. Yeah, it's like you Loki- don't agree with him necessarily, but he's but he's complex and he's got issues and doesn't really express himself well. Um, so but that's why he's so compelling. And it's like Loki, Robert Redford, and and ego. Are, are the yeah are the are ones the they've really three done right really really good ones yeah I, I I think they've set up other really good ones I think Thanos could end up being pre- oh Ultron I'm gonna put Ultron up there Ultron is really interesting 
Um, I've Age of Ultron is a movie that that I've I've seen a few times spread out over the course of months. I'll just pop it in, and it has really grown on me as a really interesting film. And Ultron's, you know, much like Ego's, you know, sense of self and evolution is really interesting to me. So I would say Age of Ultron is up there. Is is I'd say Ultron's a really interesting exploration. I think I'd have to watch it again to 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 know because it's been a long time. Um, um, to speak really. Let's good. transition to my next couple. Um, by uh, my next couple is going to be uh is going to be Rocket and Yandu. Uh, but let's talk about uh let's let's talk about Yandu real really quick. Uh, and his relationship with Peter at the end of the movie. Oh my uh, god. Um, I will. So I'm gonna talking about man right in the feels. I'm gonna I'm gonna call I'm gonna call it out. Um, the end is pulled off super 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 well. Um, I am going to fault the film for they didn't lay the groundwork for that moment. The moment is not earned. It's done so well that I go with really? it. Really? I didn't feel I didn't feel that way. Interesting. I so so but here's the thing. I go with it because I'm I am not into Yandu's emotional arc at all in the film. Really? Until he gets in an argument with your Rocket and he's like, You're just like me and I was like, Ooh, that is how he Ooh. feels. And yeah. but then that's that thing and i'm into you don't think that's enough to get you to to earn the ending but that was but that wasn't about peter that wasn't about how much he loved peter it absolutely like it absolutely like translates like because you because when you think about it especially if you think about it with respect to the first film and you think about the fact like and they and they make they say it not only the first film but they say it in this one like more than once and it's what causes the mutiny is his this sort of quote unquote soft spot for Peter all the time. Sure. And it's like you really with it's hard to find an explanation, right? And and even when Peter says what he says and Yandu backs it up, he's like, because he's little, you get in small spaces, like, you know that's bullshit. Sure. Because by the time he's a grown fucking man, that shit ain't true no more. I I right? see just, all it of it. Really, it, it it what happens in that moment for me anyway is it's like all of a sudden like the, the the reason I felt it was earned is that they had all of these sort of puzzle pieces out there, and then this was the one that put them all together, and like it was that click that was like that's why. See, and here's the thing: I didn't feel like the moment was you know earned, but I don't think it necessarily had to be. Because I was into Yandu's arc. I got what was happening. It was pulled off so well. The effect that it had on Peter because of what happened with his other dad. Uh, I never got the sense before he said, I was always your daddy. That like, yeah, but he was always his daddy. I just want him to tell him. You know, there wasn't that moment of, of, of he just needs to tell him that he was always his daddy. I never got that sense before that moment. Really? I was like, you didn't yeah. feel like he was always taking care of him before then? Um, you know, here the thing. I think they show it to you. I think they're like, here, here's a quick montage to make you feel that way. Where they, I were mean, at- I felt that way before, like before when Yandu, when he gave him the stuff, and like I knew what Yandu was gonna do. I knew why. Sure, I knew and why was- at that point, but that was literally 45 seconds before he did what he was going to do. So I, here's the thing. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm oh, not I saw tr- it coming, man. I mean, I, I. I mean, to be clear. I guess spoilers for the movie, like stop listening if you don't want to know. Like, yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah this whole you, thing is spoilers. Yeah, so what guys. <laughs> like, I knew he was gonna die. Like, I was pissed the the moment his his headpiece was broken because yeah. I knew he was gonna die then. Yeah, and I and I was certain 
like that it was gonna be meaningful like it wasn't just gonna be like he dies because like he dies because he's protecting peter like and even in that moment when he's like i said like even that moment is because of peter like so i'm not sure how maybe and maybe for me maybe the reason why i don't know like because I, I don't i get the, the sense that you have kind of a good relationship with your dad oh um, uh, yeah mostly you know like i have a pretty um a, pr a pretty not good relationship in general with my father um and i think that and i think that's true for you know a lot of people just like people have you know a bad mother maybe if the media showed more positive father relationship i'm sorry go i on. can't even with you shut your mouth <laughs> well maybe if more fathers were positive okay no i take that back um because that's just my dad's just you know and again he was a human being like i don't I, I try not to like blame him for it like like it was some shit he did to me on purpose like he's just a person and he's deeply flawed um but maybe that's why like because i am used to that dynamic like of of having this father that's like doesn't act like you the way you behave with your children like that occurs to me as feeling like what a father should feel like you know, like that doesn't mean that you're always very right sweet of you to say done the, the right sweet or the good things, but that like they love you in the end and that you're good enough. And I never had that. And I think that both of his father um, relationships are, are so jacked up. Um, and so and as particularly the one with Yandu, I think I related to it like because my dad always thought he was doing the right thing for me. I believe that. I believe that he believes that he's fucking wrong, but I believe that he believes it. And that and and that was the sort of sense I, I got from the Yandu relationship. So I I felt that father thing throughout. So maybe that's why. Maybe it's because you know it it's more similar to me than it is for you. Um, mm. That it that it felt that way. I don't know. So maybe it's not a universal feeling through the film, like that they've actually earned it. Maybe I just felt like they earned it because I'm like, oh my god, I totally get that. Well, whether um, or not it whether or not it was earned, it was well it's beautiful. done. And it's they a and they moment. checked they checked all the boxes too for Yanu. They made sure to give him the like like at the beginning of the movie, he meets up with Sylvester Stallone, who's randomly oh, in this. Film. I loved that moment though. I was so excited. It's like and and you know, I wish in a way like because I didn't see that they didn't have billing in the beginning of the film for Kurt. Or maybe the, maybe the credits just happened after we met him, so like we didn't have, we weren't spoiled, or at least yeah. I wasn't spoiled. Um, so like I was a bit Tango and Cash on Sylvester Stallone because I saw him in the credits, and I'm like, really, huh? Um, but I was still excited to see him, and he was great. And and in the end, oh my god, it was so beautiful. Yeah, it was, and it was a simple thing. The only reason he's there at the beginning was so you could have people saying to Yondu, "You're never going to be able to have the fireworks that you need to have." And then at the end, yeah, you're when he not going to have your, you're not going to have the, your, um, your Ravager. Yeah. And you at know, the end, he gets he gets the it. he gets the special fireworks, and you're like, shit, he got the special fireworks. And he does he oh, earn good, it, man? He good for him. Good, good for so him. Like, as, so um, it was so like, just a, it was just something you needed to take off. It was the just of the enough. That you lost it was him, just enough. You know? It was just enough. Yeah, I feel like that was well done. Um, him and him and Groot, or sorry, not him and Groot, him and, uh, him and Rocket. Rocket. Um, what a what an odd pairing. I never expected. Uh, agreed um, like i definitely like, and let's I'm throw always, Groot I'm, in there let's let's not pair them up let's do a trio because Groot is part of this trio um Groot, yes is um that is true. first of all let's talk about rocket's great scene as the ravagers are coming up <laughs> where he where he lays all the anti-gravity mines 
It's it's amazing. It's oh my ama- god, do I love it! And that's what? a perfect example too of like, if you think about it, it's not really spectacle. It's really a character thing, and maybe that's why I liked it so much because there is certainly spectacle going on, but it's more about how he operates as a as an as an individual you know, that never- makes it so great. Never more than in sci-fi, I think, is it fun, although it's always fun in a movie, but sci-fi more than most other places, it's fun to watch someone be incredibly capable, isn't it? Yes. Like, isn't it, it a fun thing? Like, when you when you see Will Hunting doing math, you're like, fuck, he can math. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, definitely. Math. Like, yes, it's like, there. there is. There is something very visceral and, and good feely in general about seeing any individual just be supremely capable in some way. And and this is what Rocket's good at. Watching Rocket absolutely be unfazed. I mean, he's totally outnumbered and you think he's fucked. Like like cuz I know f- at least for me like when this when they're you know when the ravagers arrive and and it's just like it's him and Groot um and you know obviously well uh, what's her name is there but she's like tied up. She's not Yeah. um and she's uh, certainly not on their side. Yeah, we'll we'll get to her. We'll get uh, to her. But, she's next. But like I'm like they're fucked, but yeah. like then you see, and it's just like fuck yeah, Rocket, get him! Like I love it. Rocket so is good. you know it's inter- Rocket is very much like Jack Sparrow, isn't he? Like at any point, somebody should just shoot that fucking raccoon in the head. And right whenever they're about to, he says the one thing. He says the one thing where they can't. They can't, you know. He's got he's got it figured out. Yeah. Or he doesn't have it figured out and he's just super lucky. Or he just, yeah, he's just, he is who he is. And you don't know. Like like the fucking, what was that guy's name? He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just can't get over it. Taser face. That's what you came up with. That's the name. Distractor. Taser face. Really? Really? Like, and it's so funny because it's so... It's like the thing. I love the, the payoff. I love the, the payoff eye. when the when, he's when like, the, no, 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 I don't really need it. I just, can you imagine? Like I, I love, I love the payoff when when it. the sovereign at the end also laughs at Taylor's face's name. It's great. It's just like it's so great. It's so. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but the core of the relationship is is when. There's a scene where Rocket and Yandu are are talking, and Yandu incarcerated together because the mutiny has taken place. And you and so realize, with them. and you realize that that Yandu they both just don't know how to express themselves. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, but that's the thing. You realize that Yandu does express himself, and he's he's like, "Look, you're you're trying to be tough because you're like me, and really underneath, this is where your pain is and stuff. And you're like, suddenly the relationship takes this turn that does get you in the feels. The two people in the world who I never thought in the first movie we would get make you me in the feel feels, anything. Yeah, like you never- These it's, two? It's, they do a great job. And you well, and really I love that James coming. Gunn, who wrote and directed the film, sat down and said, who are the two people who are the least emotionally satisfying people? The people who, who you never think would be able to make you feel. Okay. Let's make them the heart of the film. Yeah. Is is such a great choice. Such a yeah, great choice. It really is. And it really works. And it's and you know what's great about it too? Is that there's there's kind of a there's a truth in it. You know, I've met people like that. You know, where you there, there's this uh, you're trying to protect and so you sort of cover with sarcasm and jobs and, and shittiness. Um and it's and it's a defense mechanism. And that's 
that's not like some crazy shit that nobody's ever done. Do you know what I mean? So by giving you this window into them in this private moment, um, now, you know, when they're shitty, you know, for, for the rest of the time, when Rocket's shitty, you're going to get it. You know, yeah. it's going to have this emotional undertone because of that. And that's fantastic. I love that. I feel like we don't have to spend that much time just saying that Baby Groot's amazing. I, I mean, oh my god, hilarious! The scene where he keeps getting the wrong thing, and I but, am Groot. And the, the button I am Groot. scene. No, no, we just said that. Like you just said that, and it wasn't right. How button, is that possible? The button scene that they showed in the trailer that I remember the scene from the trailer. I've seen a hundred times. Didn't matter. The button scene's amazing. The button scene yes. is no matter how many times I see it. In the context it's, it's of the film, so it's even better. Good. And that's why I'm telling you, because there's this huge battle going on outside. And here's the thing. Like every once in a while, he's, have we got any tape? Like, and he's like, and, and, and Peter, here's, and here's what the, tra- there, and here's here's the, the trailer doesn't show you. It's Peter flying around asking everybody if they have tape and you hear and, him and in the surround you, sound. You don't even see it. And here's the thing. Like, there's this huge, like, theoretically epic battle happening outside the inside of this, like, little meteorite <laughs> thing. And you don't see any of it. And the thing is, what's what's great about it is because it's ridiculous to believe that Peter could fly, fly around out there would survive. Like, his ass would have been dead so fast. There are too many ships. It makes zero sense. But because you're not watching it happen and you don't have to sell me on the believability of that, all you all you got to do is have this argument with them. And he's like, so this is what you do. You take this down <laughs> and you do this and then you press this button. And then he goes over and he's wrong and then he's wrong again. And then he's wrong. Have we got any tape? And now you've just got Peter coming back every once in a while asking for tape. And he's like, no, nobody's got any tape. He's like, this is what I'm talking about. He's like, well, if anybody would have tape, it would be you. Like, this is what I mean. Why do I always have to take care of everything? Like, it's so funny because it's this because it's about what's happening that the and the battle is fucking immaterial. Like you set it up, and and then now it's this epic backdrop for this character it's moment. So great! That is so it's hysterical. So great! Um, it's just brilliant. All right, let's jump brilliant. to uh, the two women of the film. Um, I will say that, or two of the three women of the film. Uh, uh, let's talk about Gamora and Nebula. Um, I want to start off by saying I am. I, I, I'm going to say that I like what what's going on here, but I do kind of it kind of bothers me that they are kind of and the girls are over here doing their subplot. Um, it would have maybe been nicer for them to be more involved in the actual plot um, as opposed to seeming like a little bit of a of a thing that you cut to. Um, there's something about it that that. I, I don't want to accuse the film of, of almost like, Oh, plot. I see what you mean. Like, cause it's kind of subplotty in a way, Al- almost like plot tokenism. Um, uh, whereas like, Oh, the girls have their thing too, but everything, uh, all the big ideas we thought of that, that's all for the guys. Um, and, I don't know. I honestly, you know how it felt, um, because there's so many things happening concurrently. Um, it just felt like one of the things like it, like it, it felt like a counterpoint to Yondu and, and Rocket. Like you've got Yandu and Rocket, you've got her Nebula, and like everything's feeding into the greater thing of like Peter and Ego, which well, yeah, I mean that is I, the thing. Here's the thing: I like what's happening, happening, <laughs> and and I don't want to. I like their relationship. I like what happens in their relationship. I like that that them that being sisters matters. 
Yeah, that um, they that they work it out that they've got you know that they've got a, a shitty dad and this movie is a movie about shitty dads and they work out that they're not going to be beholden to their shitty dad. And sure. Well, and also like you get you get to see um you get some more insight into Nebula and I and I liked that because they felt like in the first movie um she really kind of was just the villain. Sure. You know, like she was just on the villain side and she was villainy. Um, but that's kind of all there was to her. Um, and, and I think there were a couple of lines that, that might have made you think there was something deeper there. But like it wasn't enough to really make her that interesting. Like in the first film, I didn't find her that interesting. Um, she was OK. She was you know kind of cool. But I wasn't like, ooh. no, um, she's whereas, I like her in this film. Whereas in this one, I really I, I felt I, I understood her. And and I felt like her and Gwara, like there when they were talking and, and you could and you could see both sides of it. Like you could see being this, the, the one who's like every time I fail because you always had to win never once. Could you think of me? And it's like, fuck. Yeah. Like I if I if that was me, like, fuck that bitch. I get it, you know. And at the same time, though, when, you know, Gamora's talking about her perspective, she like like you're you're both of you just children like you know, if you're if and if and you got to imagine that from her perspective, every time, yeah, every time, you know, you lost, I saw what Dad did to you, and I didn't want that for me. Like, I didn't want that to happen to me. I was terrified of it. You know, like, but where you both, from a place of of being young and and having these, you know, sort of your experience of that situation and and that sort of following you here, and then now because we've just talked about it, I get that that you that this is how it felt but i wasn't doing it to you and and like it was just this beautiful moment of of dysfunction from the past and 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 like just actually talking about that shit and now like we can move forward somehow yeah i like, see how it thematically i see how it thematically fits with the film i really do it's just that from my point of view the plot their plot could have happened as the b story to any movie um it like they could have been. I, I the guess, first. and, and it, I will it, say this: like when they were fighting, um, the moment when when Gamora picked up the like the the gun from the ship, like that kind of it kind of irritated me a little bit. Oh, I really liked that actually. I really liked that. Of course, yeah, I thought it was like funny. I knew, I know that you did. Once she was holding it, it didn't bother me as much. Like once she was just holding it and firing it, and like had to do a thing to get it to fire. Um, I think I was a little more okay with it, but it felt a little bit like, it, at least in the moment for me, it felt like an overcorrection. Like, look, women are strong. She's going to pick up this gun off of a ship. You know, like it just felt like a, a little bit pandery. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't need that. I get that she's impressive. Like, come on, um, let's not do that. But then yeah. once she was firing the gun and she had to make it work, it was it didn't bother me as much. And more importantly, the emotional beats of that fight and then the, the, the talking afterward. Um, yeah. The getting back to the whole feminist thing that we sort of talked about in the beginning. And, and, and this is the moment I was talking, not this moment, not their storyline specifically in a way, I guess kind of. Yeah. So I notice when I watch films now, um, like you, you sort of have things that are biases, like that you grew up with and you don't think about it. And it's like, I've said, you know, with frozen, like when I watched that movie the first time, like I had a, like a, like an aha moment, like, <gasps> I, I was all upset because I expected that she needed to, you know, be saved by a man and then she didn't. Um, and this and I had a very similar moment in this movie where all the shit's going down. The fighting is happening and Ego is basically seems insurmountable. 
and you know, Yondu is trying to tell him, like, you just, you have to work from the heart or something like that. He's trying to tell him that you have the power within you. Like, you have the same powers as this guy, right? Theoretically. And then the Gamora goes down. And all he does is scream after her. And I got really upset. Because, like, in my brain, in my little romantic brain, what needed to happen now, because he loves Gamora, is that, that he all of a sudden taps into his powers and saves her. And that didn't happen. And I remembered in, when in the when it happened in the film, being annoyed that it didn't happen, and feeling upset about it. But later, like as the movie progressed, and she and her sister like got themselves out of that shit, like saved themselves, like didn't need to be rescued by anybody. I was like, oh. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm, that's better. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm with you I on my, all of my... it. It's just seemed it just seemed detached to the point where you could cut it out of the film and the film would still make sense. Um, would it though? Like, because they just survived because why? Well, that that's the only part that wouldn't make sense. Be, be like, be like, oh, I, all she would have to say, I beat her in a fight. And that's what you did. Like, it's, it was not integral to, to the other things happening. But again, much like feeling like the Yandu thing wasn't earned, I felt like I'm willing to forgive it because the beats that do happen, um, the fact I never would have imagined that you would have had them work their shit out as sisters, like that's not what a Marvel film does. Like like that that that's, that's not what an action no. that's not yeah. what an action film does. But instead, right. and that was what I really liked. That's what I mean. Like they're so they have. They it wasn't about one of them beating of the other part. one of them. It was about them understanding each other. So so yep. Again, I, I'm down. Okay, let's talk about um, we saved them for the last relationship. But um, does does Drax and Mantis do they work for you? They do. They it's do. funny. I I like the beat about him saying how ugly she is. That's I really do too. it's beautiful. That's really funny. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's funny um, and it's sweet and it's Draxy. Um, and I like that about it. Um. And, I, and and you know what I really like about it um, that's like kind of a higher level thing is is that you know perspective like like that that is like he's giving her a compliment you know that everybody's that everybody's different like and that it like kind of speaks to that as a at the end of, he's know. giving her a compliment at the at, at the, the the moment where he's like oh I just thought of us physically being together oh. <laughs> just Oh, I don't remember that moment. Oh no, there's a there, there's 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 a there's a moment where 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 he becomes physically ill at how disgustingly ugly she is. Um, he doesn't mean anything by it. That's the great thing about Drax is Drax doesn't mean anything by it. He's he's not he's his character's altered. In the first movie, he didn't understand metaphor at all. Well, in this, the second one, he's trying to, I think, and that's the, funnier. <laughs> like, this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, in this he movie, he still doesn't, but he's like attempting to somehow. In this Funny. movie, he's more—he's Jim Carrey and liar, liar. He says exactly what he thinks and nothing except exactly what he thinks, um, and he lacks the ability to not say exactly what he thinks. Um, well, he doesn't see a problem with not saying what exactly what he. Yeah, thinks. I think he like, lacks the ability to. I think he. I think he. He went from not understanding metaphor to not being able to have any subterfuge in anything he says. You know, you know that exactly what he's saying is exactly what he thinks, and he. he I mean, I don't think he's. I mean, I'm trying to think of a time when he ever spoke, like where he had any subterfuge in the first movie, and I don't think there was. 
Yeah, the focus wasn't on that though. I think. I think right. I think, one, just that, see, I think we get more of Drax in this film than we did in the first one. I don't think he's like you know, fundamentally changed or he's, altered in some. He's way. turned a little bit into uh, Anya from Buffy, where he just says the horrible thing that you don't say, but he doesn't know you don't say. What's wrong with saying that? Like, and and it works. It works. It largely works. The joke works. Do you like Mantis? I do. I dig her. Why? Um, um, I, I, I think she's got an interesting arc where, you know, at first she's just doing what she's told. And, and, and I think that, I think largely she's a tool. There's that. I, I don't think they give her as much of her own as a individual to be or do to the, till the end. I think when the introduction of her is largely simply as a tool as a mechanism to be like feel to to out people's feelings right because she can when she touches someone she can um she can tell what they're feeling um i think you need her in order to to find out what's going on and i think you need her what's so great and i and i'm and i don't know how your feelings were on this but um without her they can't they they wouldn't have been able to win well, yeah, she puts she I mean, she has the the power to put him to sleep. I mean, and it's not and it's no easy feat. You know what I mean? And and what I love about that moment is that Drax believes in her. Like she's timid and scared and his belief is what gives her the the chutzpah to try to even mm-hmm. try. And I like that message just in general um, and that she accomplishes it. And because of that, she is the reason that they are even able to have a fighting chance because without that, they don't, they just die. He just kills a ball. Like, do you think that she evolves into a team member for the next movie? Or do you think that she like, do you want her to stay? So I think she actually has a lot of value that she could bring if if she's used right. I think she could, I think she, she brings, um, I think that uh, on a number of levels, not just her skill set. Um, but emotionally, I think she can bring sort of a, a sweetness and a naivete that that not even Groot has. Like Groot, it's not about him being sweet or naive. Um, he's got his own vibe to him. But I think she could fill sort of this. Um, she could be that wonder in the group, right? Like because right now when they do stuff, nobody's really wowed by it. If you know what I mean. Um, but she has a sense of wonder about her, and I think that would be an interesting emotional thing to add to the group. But I also think her skill set uh, would be very interesting to play around with. She's um, my she she's my least favorite character in the film. That doesn't um, surprise me, I, and I would and I would say that's probably true for everybody. And and it's because I mean, this is our first experience of her, and we don't get we we don't get nearly as much understanding of her as we do of anybody else and that's i don't think i think the actress is doing exactly what she's called on to do i think Um, so yeah i feel like the character is maybe there's one too many really naive characters in the film like we already have two we already have drax and groot and now here she is and i don't see her arcing drax is naive i don't know I think that Drax Drax is has an innocence. Just because Drax doesn't get stuff doesn't make him naive. There's a very but he, Drax Drax comes there. off as innocent, and Groot comes off as innocent, and Mantis comes and off. And it's as like innocent. we don't need another innocent one. That we don't need another like like and and I don't see her arcing out of the naivety that much. I see her her making a decision, but I don't see I again 
you know, we didn't like Nebula. I, I in think the last unlike movie. I think unlike Drax or, or I, I mean I think she has much more potential to because of her power. And well, I think that's something you could do that would be really interesting with her going from from this point forward. Because right now, as as his pet, she hasn't been utilized much, and that's evident in the film. And I wonder if that's a choice because they want to take they want to take that someplace. Because when she feels stuff from Drax, when she feels stuff from um from peter it's you get the feeling as though these are really deep and meaningful and overwhelming things that she's never experienced before and i think as a result if she's having enough if she has enough of that that's gonna change her like she's naive now or she's innocent if you will now because she's had no access and i think there is an there in drax I don't think has as much ability to become uninnocent, if you will, since for, for what you see him as. But I think she does based on her power, if she's using it, what that sure. could do. And, and I believe in James Gunn. I mean, that's the thing. James Gunn, who made the first one and this one and Slither, which is another movie I just love. Um, <laughs> uh, I believe yes. in James Gunn. I think that he absolutely will know that she you know, I'm sure he reads the reviews. I'm sure he will go, okay, she was the weakest character. She was... Yeah, like, how do I fix this? I'm sure that he's he's going to be the first one to go, okay, we need to we need to give her heart this time. You know, and I believe that she's going to do that. So, um, uh, as we sort of draw to a close, I want to tell you something, just something I'm, you know, I'm, you know, taking my notes off of Wikipedia a little bit. Um, but uh, just an interesting side note. I'm discussing, I'm just reading this, discussing Yandu's death at the end of the film, Gunn said he didn't want that to be the ending, and I kind of refused to put that in as the ending for a long time, but at the end of the day, I knew that's where it needed to go. I knew that we needed to have real stakes in these movies. And then he continued, the whole movie led to that one moment. This is a story about a father's love for his son, the ultimate love, so much love that he sacrifices himself for that, and that's what Yandu is. Now, this is interesting. Before the release of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Michael Rooker spent time on the set of, of Avengers Infinity War, and Gunn explained that this was done to counteract rumors that the actor was not in that film because of his death in this one. Wow. How interesting is that? That he went to that just to be on that set so that internet spies would see him on the set, and they would go, well, he is on the set of that one, so we must survive this one. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. You got to do that. Craft that you have to do that is yeah, it's a little bit ridiculous. Like yeah. and this is what I'm talking about. Like like you, with you when you're so you know on the internet trying to find out the things before things. Come oh, I out. I try and stay spoiler free though. Like, I really I don't do. want to be spoiled, man. Like I'm a I I want to just I find especially with something like Guardians of the Galaxy or the the Last Jedi like some shit I know I'm totally gonna go see. Like I don't want to see the stuff beforehand. I just want to go see it. See, and it's I for me. Wanna, it's not that I want to see the stuff beforehand. It's that I want to see the movie now, and I'll get like it's yeah, not it's that, that I'm, you want. As I'm much not as de- you can get now. I'm not I desperate to be spoiled. I'm like a cat waiting like at your side when you, when you're holding the can of food. You know, and the cat they're going <laughs> yes. just a little. Can I just have a little, please? Just have a little I'll take please, it. I don't care. I I don't care if it. Ru- it's like it's like when my when my kids want a snack right before dinner, 
And even if it's a dinner that they will love, they still want their snack. And I'll go, I'll go, well, we're going to eat dinner in 20 minutes. And they go, well, just a second, but it's your favorite dinner. I won't spoil my dinner. It won't. It won't. That's sort of how I feel about watching these trailers. It's like, <laughs> yes, I know, absolutely I know that, it w- that it's going to somewhat diminish. And I'm, and I'm smart enough and savvy enough about how movies are made to be able to figure things out based on just single shots in, in trailers. Yeah, right which there. is part. And, and I know that um, I am, too. Like, that's why I don't want to see that shit. Man. But like, I don't want to. <laughs> but I am so hungry for more Star Wars. But <laughs> I'll take whatever they give me, whatever, even if it spoils, it spoils food. Even if it spoils the movie, I don't care. Even I just want some now. If there's a little dollop and it destroys the film, I will know. I will do it. <laughs> I'll do it now. I'll be mad at myself later. Yeah, yeah but in the moment I'll be like, oh, that was so good. Right now, oh right yeah, it's oh, it hedonistic, so man. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Um. Uh, at this point, um, clearly everybody realizes because you guys have had to suffer through waiting a week in the middle uh, that this became a two-part episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had to suffer a week. In the like, 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 so, uh, so sorry about that. That's not what we planned, but things worked out. Hey, real quick, we have never our intention. We have we, anyway. we have about five minutes before I have to run, but I do want to hear real quick about your experience uh, doing uh, doing your first mission on the VR. Yeah, Star I mean, Trek. you guys can watch and see for yourself. Um, yeah on the Trekoff page you can see um, like on, on Facebook page, like watch, she does it um, you can watch me do it for yourself my um, ineptitude and you know what though I have to say this for myself because it felt so I felt so inadequate uh, initially <laughs> the training that you go through in the game is like totally not on the original series bridge okay and that is important and let me tell you why <laughs> because on on the the original series bridge like Oh, did There's you, did you go like, on the original series bridge on the in the game? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Do they have like the next gen bridge too? No, just the just the original series. For now, like, that, bet, was, that was that was what delayed the game. Like when I found out why, because I remember I was so excited about the game coming out, and when I found out why it was delayed, I was like, "Oh, that's totally fine." Yeah, and you know what? what and that's, that's and totally that's the ten dollar add on pack that you can buy in six months. It's going to be next gen. You know what I mean? Will be next gen. I hope so. Like, I, and I would buy it to be clear. Yeah. Um, but it was like they were. They felt like they were like you know with the fiftieth anniversary and stuff. We felt like it was really important to have the original series bridge. Uh, so um, tell me about your mission. Option. How'd it go? And I was like, fuck yeah, you did. And so like when you enter the lobby for the first time, like the because it's an online sort of thing, and it's kind of cool because you're like in a sort of a, I guess conferencing room type place and everybody's sort of choosing their role on the bridge before we load up um and the captain gets to decide what bridge and i was really happy that the people that we played with for my first um for my first mission um that the guy went with the original uh series bridge because we asked for it and uh and he was like oh man no and i didn't know why at the time i'm like god why would you play with anything else uh it became abundantly clear uh once we had started why and I because like I and, and there were a bunch of stuff I didn't even realize like afterwards I found out that like I had an avatar like remember when I said I started the training and it was like it was so busy it was like it knew I was a woman um I think that was just a coincidence because apparently I had an avatar and it was not a woman and I didn't know that until like I had backed out and, of the first mission and I played or whatever and I was like oh they have like options of how you can look and I don't look like a woman right now. I have to like pick that and pick a face and do all this other stuff. Interesting. Okay. Um, so that's kind of cool to be able to do. There aren't that many options, but there are some. And uh, and I noticed, and I so I guess I had crossplay turned on because it's not just a PS um, PSVR experience. I think it's also for Rift um, and maybe even Vive as well. 
And people were like pointing at things and like seemed to have much more dexterity than me. And I so I think I was the only one on PSVR. And I do think I was a bit uh, at a bit of a disadvantage for it because while I laud the you know how much you can touch things and do things and 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 the detection almost every time i've booted up that particular game like i said you sort of have these two move controllers that represent your hands um they've always thought that the right was the left and the left was the right every time i've loaded that game up so i have to switch them and so like when i start my arms begin like in this strangely like crossed over fashion i'm like why are they doing that Oh, I guess I have to swap these in my hands. All right. And then everything's okay. But I found I couldn't reach certain things. Uh, I had some difficulty. Like, I almost wonder if it would have been more interesting video trying to watch my ridiculous ass try to press buttons uh, inside the room that I was physically in versus the gameplay. Because it was, um, like, on the fly, Mr. A had to, like, take apart part of the couch so that I could reach a console. It was it was kind of a big adventure. Um but on the original series bridge, uh, you can't. It's much more difficult to know what you're doing because on the um, sort of more JJ verse bridge, there's only like a few buttons, so it's pretty straightforward. Whereas you've got like 35 buttons or something you're looking at, and and you don't know what any of them do, and some of them don't do anything, and only some of them do something, and so it's kind of a I guess, a crapshoot as to whether or not you're going to accomplish the thing. Although, wait, I just got a text, so maybe you can't even hear me. I can hear you just fine. I was like, maybe that was you saying, I can't hear you, motherfucker. Nope, not um, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm listening. Um, so I do got to know, because we only have a minute. Mic. I want to I know about the mission itself. Like, what was, what so was your mission? What the mission was, we were sent. We were, so at first, I was, in, I, I, was in, uh, I was at the helm. This was a bad decision. Because I could not figure out how to get the ship to go. And even on the like more modern version of the ship that you do the training on, I had difficulty with the helm. I've told you, you know, in the last time that it was this kind of, uh, there's a bit of an art an art to it and there's going to be a learning curve there. It's so much worse on the original series bridge. So I wound up switching to the guns. He's like, oh God, now she's on the guns. And I was like, no, no, this is going to be great. I'm going to have this. So I was like, tactical, which actually was, believe it or not, uh, less difficult because it was just like, okay, I have an arming of torpedoes, I can shoot torpedoes, and I can fire phasers. Um, how was it playing in? The, how was it playing in the in the in the environment with like other people, like feeling like you're on a on a bridge with a crew? It was. Te- it was. Te- I felt really bad because I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like because I wasn't because um, I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never been on the original series bridge before. I got the impression that these people had played a lot more than I had already. Uh, and I got the feeling that I was the only one on, like, after the fact, because they just, they seemed to have so much more dexterity, they could do more things. I was like, how do you do that? I don't know how to do that thing that they're doing. Um, so I think uh, that I can't do as much on the PSVR, and I think that put me at a disadvantage as well. Uh, and I was the only chick on the, on the, on my particular bridge, and one guy was really, really great. Like, they were, I will say this, they were all very patient with me, all things considered. Like, because you know when you're playing online with a bunch of people, like, um, st- that can, I that can be I a don't do it dynamic. often, but yeah, I understand, yeah. Like, some people, sometimes people can get really frustrated if you're not good enough or, you know, and, and that, because you're ruining their gaming experience, and I get it. Uh, and I felt like they were all very patient with me, all things considered. And um, 
And eventually, like the guy who took over, like we we switched home. He he showed me like where I needed to be looking for um to target lock, and I was like, oh, like and it was like all of a sudden things clicked. So the mission that we got sent on was to protect a ship that was under attack. Like we, it was basically we just got a um a, a distress call. And so he had taken over the home um, and, and he had ta- and he gotten us there and the, and the captain's like, you know, we want to, this is the ship we're protecting and that's what we're shooting at. And um, I, I got to tell you, man, the first time I blew up a ship, like where I was like, I felt like I had accomplished my goal, like, and I was useful. I was very, I like whooped and hollered. I was very excited. It was, I got to say, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having the opportunity to play uh, play some more and get better. I think I'm probably going to play with some AI characters for a while to feel better about my skills in general before I jump back in with um, uh, making other people deal with my lack of skill <laughs> right now. But uh, it felt really good. It felt awesome to to be a part of the bridge and to have like blown up the ship to have died. Like <laughs> if I think about it, like if I had been an actual bridge, like how inappropriate I was in general, <laughs> like it would have been on being on our ship, Alexia, <laughs> like, like I got him. And I'm just like whooping and hollering and basically like having a, having a gale of time over the fact that I destroyed them. Um, it, <laughs> it's like, that's not very professional, is it? Um, because I was the only one behaving that way. <laughs> like everybody else was like much more, um, professional bridge career. Like I'm like, I want to work on that. I want to get very good and be and be like I'm actually on the bridge of a starship and and then not be, you know, ridiculous like that. Um, I don't know if I'll actually accomplish such a thing, but that's what I'm going to strive for. Well, I look forward uh, to. We didn't more save that. the ship that we went there to save. Oh. I think that was my fault. failure. I responsible. <laughs> I They're feel all responsible. Dead. They're dead because of we you. But we did kill the people that came to get them. So, all right. Like it wasn't a total failure, man. So you, you achieved the maximum amount of death. The real Star Trek way to go. <laughs> that was the real Star Trek experience. Exactly. Everybody dies. Okay. Well, anyway, my name is Justin. Oh, my name's Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.